0: visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zolara, Riviera Maya in Mexico – and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started.
1: The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on Visa. He's one of those idiots who believe in analytics.
2: Our number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa App, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, proudly brought to you by BetMGM. Are we BetMGM or BetMGM Nevada? Let's go with BetMGM. I believe we are, right? That's what it says on the screen. Skill Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Jeff, you were uh, we were a couple things from off air. We were wondering, by the way, Vinny Maliulo, Dr. Bob, join us here momentarily. We were wondering off-air, Paul Carr going to Hamilton to do the USA-Canada World Cup Quali while the AFC Championship is going on. We were wondering, how do you get from Topeka, Kansas to Hamilton? (laughs) He said, you drive from Topeka to Casey. It's about 45 minutes. Then you get on a flight to Detroit. Then from Detroit to Toronto, (laughs) you stay in Toronto uh, and then you drive about an hour to Hamilton. That's how he's getting there. So that's his full journey. Whew. While the AFC championship is going on. The other thing, is, so we had Jeff and I had a thought exercise because they got Bayless up on the screen here this morning. And I said to Jeff, I was like, All right, Jeff, here's the deal. You get to make <laughs> you get to make Bayless money, but you have to say like you can't be Jeff Parles anymore, right? All of your actual opinions in life. And on sports and on sports betting, those don't matter. You just have to say ridiculous things, right? And you will you will earn this this unbelievable salary. And I said, "Will you take that trade?" And your response was, "It was it,
3: at first it was yes, but then after I thought about it, no." I kept I kept pressing but, you, but again, it's just one of those where you're talking seven figures i just, I'm just, it's, it's, it's a lot of money to pass up. I love these because it's the window into the mind of, a, of
2: someone in their 20s. I'm like, all right, Jeff, here's the deal. The one you walk into a Starbucks, people might be snickering at you every time. You still want the tray? <laughs> just keep hammering them with it. Now you're rethinking it. So it's an interesting thought exercise. By the way, speaking of Starbucks, we, th- we have someone to thank for Starbucks cards this morning. Yes, Jeff? we like uh, to thank. Who, who was the gentleman that, that uh, gave Ev us? Ev
3: from Indy. Uh, appreciate it coming by. Yes. Uh, thank you, Ev. Uh, handed him handed off to me uh, and uh, appreciate you listening as uh, always.
2: Yeah, as always. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. That's very kind of you. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, one of the kindest men in the business as well. Pioneer at using predictive algorithms to predict the outcomes of sporting events from back in the day uh, when he was just a uh, kid at Cal uh, over there at Berkeley. Uh, all fuzzy uh, was it uh, fuzzy-tailed and Bushy, Oh, is it bushy-tailed? And I don't know what the expression is. You know what I mean. It's Dr. Bob, Hi. everybody. It's Bob Stoll. How you doing, Bob? I think it's bright-eyed
4: and bushy-tailed.
2: That's it. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Thank you. I don't know where I got fuzzy from. That's right. Just, just a young rabbit. <laughs> young rabbit. You can follow Bob at drbobsports or at drbobsports.com, which is drbobsports.com. Okay, Bob, uh, two championship games. Let's start with the AFC1, Bengals and the Chiefs. Thank you for coming on the Megapod yesterday. Uh, Chiefs favored no by seven. Total fifty-four. What do you like here?
4: Well, you know it's amazing that Cincinnati's even in this game to, to begin with. I mean, they were outgained by the Raiders. I had the Raiders, that was the game I lost in the first week. I had the Raiders plus uh, plus six and a half. I bet it early in the week, and the Raiders outgained them, averaged more yards per play, had a controversial call against them, and so Cincinnati won the game despite all being outgained. And and then they were they were outgained by one point four yards per play against Tennessee and took advantage of some silly turnovers, and here they are. So uh, I, I don't, you know, I think that I, I, I admire what Cincinnati's done this year, and they've been a lot better than what, what people expect. The thing about the playoff is, I mean, any good model in the NFL will be a combination as the season goes on, it's a combination of season-to-date metrics uh, blended in with the prior, which is how good a team was expected to be going into the season based on talent, experience, coaching, whatever, uh, and as the season goes on, that prior the weighting of the prior goes down because you're getting more evidence that the team is what they are. In the playoffs, though, the prior weighting actually goes back up. And we've seen, as good as Cincinnati was at the end of the year, especially in the regular season, they have not played well in the playoffs, and, and it sort of uh, validates the fact that the prior is weighing more on playoff teams, which it tends to do. And Kansas City, suddenly Kansas City, you know, um, so the prior, in this case, is sort of weighing them down. But even with that being the case, the metrics, even using regular season stuff, the metrics still like Kansas City in this game. Um, Cincinnati's biggest issue is the offensive line. And they are really putting you – know, the, the, the Chiefs are really putting the, 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 the offense into Joe Burrow's hands the last four games. He's had four of his highest pass play rates of the season and just in the last four games in a row that he's played. So they're really throwing the ball a lot. That's a problem because that offensive line – is really bad, uh, especially the right side. They have two backups on the right side. Um, uh, the right guard uh, Hakeem uh, um it allows a 7.1 pressure rate since he took over week nine. That's 69th out of 84 qualifying guards. And the right tackle Isaiah Prince has been—he's <clears throat> been in the lineup since week 12. He's allowed close to a 9% pressure rate. So they just. Don't have a chance that they have good players on the other side of them, which is the case here. Chris Jones, the defensive tackle, the a great pass rushing, uh, defensive tackle. Melvin Ingram, obviously a pass rusher. They have lined up the majority of snaps this year. They've lined up against the right side of the opposing offensive line. And I would imagine that's going to be a lot of times in this game. I, 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 would, I would just keep them on the, you know, against those guys the entire game, which they may do. But so I think Burrow's going to be in trouble again. He's going to face pressure the entire game. So I, I just don't see the Cincinnati offense doing any better than they've done the, the first two weeks in the, in the playoffs, and that has not been good. They've been averaging less than five yards a play. Um, as far as you know, Kansas City, their offense is looking good. Early in the season, I think they were 3-3, three and 4-3, three, and three, something like that, early in the season, they were really having trouble with the too-deep safety look on defense, and then teams were starting to play. The only team that wasn't doing that to them was the Raiders. The Raiders don't play too deep, and they just tore up the Raiders, but against everybody else, they were really struggling. They've really solved that problem and they've been back to being very efficient against the two deep safety look. Last week they faced two deep safeties ninety-two percent of the plays, and obviously they had a Patrick Williams had quite a nice game against Buffalo, who has a really good defense. So I don't think the two deep safety look that Cincinnati generally has is gonna affect him here. Um so I think the the Kansas City's offense is gonna be great I and mean, the Bengals ranked twenty seventh in the league against tight ends. So Travis Kelsey should have a nice game. Um Clyde Edwards Hilaire came back last week and looked really good and the Bengals are 28th in my rush defense rating. So I think that Kansas City offense is going to look good, and I don't think Cincinnati can keep up with that offensive line. So uh, I'm uh, going to go with uh, Kansas City here. I laid the seven points a uh, couple days uh, – yesterday, actually yesterday morning, I released it to my clients. Uh, Kansas City minus seven is the best bet. So that's and the that, side I
2: like. Just one follow-up, and I, I do want to get to the other game, so I don't want to belabor this too much, but you said – that priors come back into play. The priors are weighted more once you get to the playoffs. That That's not intuitive to me. Is that just basically what you've found to be the case over time?
4: That is what I've found to be the case. Yeah. And, I, and it, 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 that, that is, if you, you know, going back 30, 20, 30 years, even more recently, 10, 12 years, it's still the case. And there are some actual situational things that if you look at how, Teams that had losing records the previous year doing in the playoffs, they generally underperform against the spread, too. So that sort of validates the fact that priors matter more uh, in the playoffs. They come back to mattering more. I, and I, I still am hesitant to base everything on that. But my, in season, my season-to-date metrics still favor Kansas City by 9.5. If I do the regular playoff weighting, it would be 11. But I'm like, well, 11, 9.5 seems about right to me, and that's using season-to-date metrics only.
2: All right. What about the Rams and the Niners? Niners, three and a half point dogs in this one.
4: Yeah, I don't really like the side. Um, the, the metrics favor the Rams by five point three here. The model does, um, but you know the Rams have trouble. San Francisco. San Francisco matches up well. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna touch the side. I do like the over here. I think the total's been driven down to 46 right now. I do like the over here, and I, I like the first half over if you're gonna play it. Um, just in general, let's get to why, first of all, Samford gets to why I like the over. I think too much is being made of what happened last week. I mean, Garoppolo looked terrible. San Francisco couldn't score, except on special teams. Uh, They got a field goal on offense. Um, But uh, Green Bay couldn't score either. I mean, conditions were terrible. Uh, So I think a lot has been made of how bad the Niners' offenses looked last week. But they were in the top four in the league in yards per play for the season. So, this is a good offense, and they have a particular way of attacking the Rams. And you mentioned this yesterday on the Megapod. Uh, you had a guest that came on and kind of enlightened you to this, mm-hmm. uh, that they get the Rams out of doing what they like to do defensively. I, and I, I thought that was a very interesting point being made by you. Um, and they tend to attack the, the weakness of the Rams' defense is the safeties and the linebackers on pass defense. And they do a good job of attacking that. So as bad as Daroppolo looked last week, he was good for the season, and he, he averaged 8.5 yards per pass play in two games against the Rams, and they beat the Rams six straight times because the offense attacks the Rams better than anyone else does. I mean, uh, Shanahan's a brilliant offensive coach. And, and now, now you got, you know, George Kittle didn't play that well in the last game, actually, but in his career he's averaged 10 yards a target against the Rams. So Kittle should have a nice game. Diva Samuel, they'll, they'll move him around, and they've done a good job of doing that against the Rams. Um, he's running the ball more, he's averaging 10, 10 carries a game. He's averaging six yards a carry for the season. And they give him, they're giving it to him 10 times a game out of the backfield, running the ball. So I, I just think the Niners are better than what they showed last week. As far as the Rams contributing to the over and Stafford, Matt, Matthew Stafford was third in the league in yards per pass play this year. He's even been, been even better in the playoffs, nine and a half yards per pass play in the playoffs so far. And I, 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 I think he'll be protected here. I mean, the 49ers are—you know—they were third in the league in sack rate this year. Um, but the Rams should get Andrew Whitworth back this this week. Uh, that's going to help. they when they need to get the ball out quickly, they generally do. Um, and Cooper Cup's going to tear apart the Niners can't can't cover receivers. And that's a problem <laughs> against the Rams. I mean, they have two great receivers, and Cooper Cup being the best. So I think that I think the Rams are going to move the ball as well. So. Uh, the model predicts 50 points for the game. The total is 46 I like, the first half over because both, both of these offense coordinators and coaches um, are really good at scripting plays. And, they, and during their careers, they've averaged more points in the first half than they have in the second half. So I like the first half over 23.
2: All right. Bob, by the way, shout out to Dr. Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus for providing those uh, interesting Rams defensive metrics against the Niners. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate it. Enjoy the games. All right, you too. Thanks, Gil. The great Dr. Bob, everybody. Bob Stoll on a numbers game at Visa, the sports Betting Network. Molly will to come. Jeff and I bat around the games one last time next.
5: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80.
4: Gil Alexander on VSIN, the
3: sports betting
2: network. It is never too early to prepare for the big game, and we want to make sure VSIN is a part of your plans. We'll be with you throughout the playoffs and then on big game weekend. We'll have 56 hours of free video coverage on VSIN.com leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. It's the biggest game of the year, so make plans now to join the VSIN betting experts before, during, and after the action on VSIN.com. We look forward to it. It'll start with primetime action with Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, and me on Friday night. We'll have the uh, BetCast along with Mike Pritchard during the game itself. Stormy Tony running point. So we look forward to 56 hours. Big game weekend. Still two weeks away. Got to get through the championship games first. Uh, we get tweets that made the book. Always appreciate uh, all the, uh, the feedback there. That picture that Chrissy put up uh, of me, him, and the Bear at uh, Carbone last night. Getting a lot of traction. Danny Sheridan. Jeff, you don't even know who Danny Sheridan is, do you? Oh, I do. Danny Sheridan chiming in. He says, was this a sports gambling topic dinner? Let's just say it came up, Mr. Sheridan. Came up. Uh, Tommy Rowe, Gill is being a Jags fan, I've experienced this losing three games to the same team thing in the same season. Um, 99 Jags lost three games all year, and that was the Titans that beat us every time. San Francisco takes down the Rams this season. Uh, Tommy, believe me, I've been through it too. Washington football team, 1986. Lost to the Giants twice in the regular season. Everybody was like, oh, it's really tough to beat a team three times. Washington got rolled 17 to nothing in the NFC Championship. Giants went on to win the Super Bowl. Paul Stone chiming in on that picture, too. Now, that's a fine-looking crew of sports betting luminaries. Trust that you gentlemen had a fine evening of food and fellowship. Have to imagine there might have been a little numbers talk. Yeah, just a little bit. John Fitzgibbons. These look like the faces of three contend gentlemen. And then uh, Chris House about our thought exercise, about the Bayless thing. Jeff. He says, that's life-changing money. It's not a $4,000 hand pay. If it was me, I'd do the dance and build a wonderful life for my family. There you go. Talking about, would Jeff, would Jeff do the, uh, the Bayless thing? For the money. For the money. All right, uh, NFC and AFC Championship. Oh, oh tennis, by the way. Uh, the, the women's final. So again, we have the Bardi future going in the women's final. <clears throat> so no need to play the side there. We're set up beautifully. We have the Medvedev. Future on the men's side. Remember, we had Barty and Medvedev as protection against Iga and Zverev, respectively. Turns out we needed that protection. Uh, but I do like the under in games. If you can find twenty and a half, if you can find twenty and a half on the Barty Collins Danielle freaking Collins match tonight, Ash Body. Uh, if you can find twenty and a half, I would go under on that. I think Barty just absolutely rolls her. So. Twenty and a half under, that's the play tonight in tennis. Um, as far as some other random props in this uh, championship weekend, do we have the one, Jeff, about the uh, interceptions? Combined interceptions for the entire championship weekend, so obviously the four quarterbacks and whoever else might throw a forward pass in, this, in these games, uh, but it's uh, Mahomes, Burrow, Garoppolo, and Stafford. Total number of interceptions is three and a half. Three and a half total interceptions with the over... At like pretty, pretty plus signif- one sixty on the over. Yeah, that's pretty significant
3: plus money. You wouldn't play the over on that. So just because of the price, right? I think you would need one of the NFC guys to blow up in order to definitely get home. Because I don't, I don't think Mahomes has thrown an interception unless if you get a, a tip pass in the air. And Burroughs intercept the, the only interception Burrow's thrown in this playoffs. Was a total fluky play, also. So I think you would need the one of the NFC guys to blow up, which is more than possible. Both of those guys are currently favored to throw an interception. Garoppolo is minus one forty five this morning, uh, and Stafford was minus one twenty five. So I, I think it's a stay off. It is juicy. It is on juicy the, on, on the surface, but I really do think you would need one of those NFC guys to blow up. And I'm not about talking
2: about props just to be talking about them. I'm only talking about if I'm betting them. But that's one I would consider. And I'll get back to the Super Bowl MVP ones. I'm all about those. Let me just repeat for those who missed it again, first hour who missed it earlier in the week. I have the bet I have made bets on Kittle at 30 to 1, Debo at 16 to 1, Kelsey at 18 to 1, Hill at 20 to 1 to win Super Bowl MVP. Just because I want those in my pocket next week. Because all of those will come crashing down. And I get it, it's listen, fifty-five Super Bowl M- you know, Super Bowls. 55 MVP awards, obviously, 31 of which have been quarterbacks, including four of the last five. But we have a very unique situation with these four teams, again, where you have players that are non-quarterbacks, that are super household names and presumptive award winners. I think it's a different kind of year. Here's some interesting ones. We talked about these on uh, primetime action the other night. Oh, but we don't have the associated yards with these. But uh, this, is, this is the uh, most rushing yards for the entire postseason and Elijah Mitchell right now, who has the most yards. There you go. That's the one we want. Thank you, guys. This is from BetMGM. Right now you see that Elijah Mitchell has the most accumulated rushing yards thus far in the postseason, 149. We were talking about this on primetime action the other night. Akers, 103. Joe Mixon, 102. Debo has 111. And if you go down this list, right, Elijah's minus 110 to end up with the most rushing yards. Cam Akers four to one. Joe Mixon plus six fifty. Debo plus six fifty. By the way, Mahomes leading of the quarterbacks in this. He's got ninety eight total yards. He's at plus six fifty as well. By the way, if Josh Allen was involved, obviously that would be an interesting number too. But this is you got to figure out who's going to make the Super Bowl, right? To have two opportunities at this, not just playing the championship game. Would you make a
3: bet here, Jeff? Is can I interest you in Debo? Let's put it that way, plus six fifty. I'd rather McKinnon if I'm going down the board. Really, I think so. I don't look. Even though I think San Francisco's going to cover, I don't think they're going to win. I think that's a tight loss. Hmm. So then, by that, Cam Akers would then vault pretty quickly. But the concern with Cam Akers is he fumbled twice last game. At some point, if he fumbles again, McVay's got to yank him, doesn't he? I guess <laughs> he doesn't seem to mind. So, so yeah. Look, Debo would be the one to look at if you're just looking at. Niners. I, I Elijah Mitchell. M- Mitchell's also dealing with an injury that he that he uh, was limited with practice in yesterday as well. Uh, but I would I would look at one of the Chiefs, and I think McKinnon is the best one of those chief options. I will give you this about McKinnon. Like when you see him running for the Chiefs now, does any part
2: of your brain go, "When did this Jarek McKinnon happen?" Like every <laughs> if Jarek McKinnon
3: before this team, I'm like. I don't remember him being this fast. Well, he was—he was always really—he—he he was always fast. He just was hurt. He just, of course, in his whole San Francisco tenure got got I don't hurt reme- by injuries. I don't remember
2: him looking like this at all to me. Some players have that thing, like when uh, Pierre Garcon went from the Colts to to Washington. All of a sudden, he looked like he was a massive receiver as opposed to like this little diminutive
3: a diminutive one or or how about Damian Williams with the Chiefs versus Damian Williams now with the Chiefs he's the weirdest thing. All right, we also have the same for most uh,
2: receiving yards of the postseason. Again, anything that makes you think on a couple levels are interesting props because you have to figure here who advances to the Super Bowl to have an additional game to get to the promised land on these uh on these props. And Cooper Cup with the most receiving yards. Like he's got 244 right now. Ja'Mar Chase in second place currently with 225. Tyreek 207, Travis Kelsey 204, everybody else far behind. But Cup with his 244, he's at minus 130. And, of course, the Rams are favored, albeit by three and a half to beat the Niners to get to the Super Bowl. So if you believe the Rams are getting there, okay. Cooper Cup would certainly be a consideration for you. Chiefs, though, Hills plus 250, again, 37 yards behind Cup. Kelsey's plus 275, 40 yards behind Cup currently. Then it gets a little more exotic. Chase, the Bengals, those seven-point dogs. He's at plus 350, even though he's only 19 yards behind Cup currently. And then it gets crazy, right? T. Higgins, 40-1. to 1, Debo, 40-1. Isn't it amazing? Like, Debo's just a running back now, man. He only has 72 yards receiving in the postseason. It's just amazing what Kyle Shanahan has done. Is there a bet here for you? By the way, OBJ, 50-1 to 1 at 123. Still, though, more than 100 yards behind Cup.
3: Well, that's a problem. Because Beckham would be the one you'd look at, but he's already Cup's already doubled him up. So hey, this is this is a to me much less bettable than the rushing yards market. I agree. There's too much there's too much ground to gain. Right?
2: So if you're not if you're not Cup Hill Kelsey or Chase, and Chase you'd have to think the Bengals are gonna pull off the upset, there really isn't a bet. Like you wouldn't want to bet any of the guys at the bottom and like just pray they can catch up.
3: You're, you're basically the only bet you can possibly make here is Chase, but yeah, it's not sexy. You, there's, there's no, you're going to be betting on one less game. You're hoping that in that scenario, Chase goes for 250 yards in this in this AFC title game, which isn't impossible.
2: Yeah. Next two weeks though, it'll be all about the props uh, with the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll have Rufus Peabody in after he makes his bets. We'll have him on the Megapod too because Rufus made his hay as a sports better betting Super Bowl props back when, you know, the Westgate was the one to open them first on the Thursday of the week before the Super Bowl. Now, you have multiple shops opening them earlier and earlier, and we do expect at this point now, you know, f- three and a half years since the, uh, since PASPA was ruled unconstitutional, we expect the boilerplate props to come out Monday and then the more creative ones to sort of roll out as the week progresses next week, and that's really what the, uh, the Mega Pot will be about uh, in a couple weeks. Lifestyle pod, of course, next week as well. Super Bowl odds, Chiefs plus 120, Rams two to one, Niners plus 450, Bengals eight to one currently. Um, I love those MVP bets I made. Again, I'm on the uh, Rams plus the points. Excuse me, the uh, Niners plus the points, Chiefs laying them. Let's go. Vinnie Maliulo Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
3: The numbers game
2: with Gil Alexander on v the sports betting network. The winner's hottest horse race, the $3 million Pegasus World Cup, is this Saturday at Gulfstream Park. Sign up to bet it with First Bet using promo code VEGAS25 to get $25 instantly just for signing up. Visit v slash horses to sign up. If you're a horse racing fan, First Bet's the place for you. Visit v slash horses to sign up for the special Pegasus World Cup offer today. Ladies and gentlemen, time to slow jam. With Vinny <laughs> Nah, That's right. Um, yeah, hit it.
1: Gotta hit the post, Vinny. That's what you gotta do. Music radio. Gotta hey. hit the post. That's uh. Well, every time I come in here, I learn something about the the industry. Yeah, hitting the post
2: like right before the lyrics start, <laughs> right before the singing starts.
1: Hard outs. Hit the post. Yeah, man. At the post, you, I, you sure? I thought we were talking about a hockey. I thought we were talking about the Golden Knights <laughs> <laughs> in in Miami last night. <laughs> so, so you guys moved to seven and a half. Seven and a half on the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, not not real surprising, Gil. Uh, There's a few seven and a are, out there. You well, know. you know, I think we talked uh, during the week. Uh, I know you, you spoke to Chrissy as well. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, we're going to need the Bengals in this game, and so uh, it's just been kind of steady. Uh, when you look at how things have, I mean, to get the, the money line opened three dollars, you can see it's up to three and a half. Um, do you the think the total has moved up quite a bit uh, now? Uh, uh, Fifty-four. So, do you think you might go to eight? Uh, you, it wouldn't surprise me, Gil. I mean, honestly, to, to to be honest with you, I just think that you know the the general. Public is of the belief that um, you know this is going to be a different set of circumstances from a the first game or the first meeting between these two teams in Cincinnati and um, you know how long can uh, can the Bengals uh, go succeed on the road uh, particularly with that offensive line and and you know uh, with as many sacks you know if you look at that first game too it was interesting Chiefs went out to that big lead. Um, I'm not going to take anything away from the Bengals in that game because they were resilient, but the Chiefs didn't help themselves with no. all the penalties. They had a, I think they had a penalty on a punt return for a touchdown. That right it was called back. Also, put a put a second defender on Jamar Chase, maybe. Yeah. Um, well. Uh, you, you can make you could you could say that about every <laughs> every demon in, in the playoffs. Well, I mean, like
2: he, 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 <laughs> had, he had his best game of the year. Like I mean, that was the game that made Jamar Chase the front runner for rookie of the year. Yeah. It was Mac Jones up until that moment. Yeah. Probably. And then the Chiefs just they're like, We'll show you who's gonna be the rookie of the year. Watch how we play him on defense.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that and, and I think pros are waiting to say, Oh, all right, well, if seven and seven and a half, maybe we can get eight. But uh, yeah, I, I think you're going to see, uh, uh, by and large, uh, the general consensus will be uh, books will need, uh, need the Bengals in this game. All
2: right. 266 yards and three touchdowns for Chase that day, where the Chiefs mm-hmm. led the Bengals by 14 points three different times before they lost. Um, now, here's the thing. As sports betting grows, mm-hmm. not only state by state, but hopefully offerings as well, Vinny, hopefully, offerings. Just want to say that twice. So you guys have props now for championship week in a way that you not didn't necessarily used to.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, when you look at uh, the growth of, of these games and the popularity, so let, let's look at last week, just to set the stage for this week, obviously, right, Gil? I mean, uh, four games last week, two on Saturday, two on Sunday, Outhandled week 18 with 16 games. That, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Now, you say, well, you know, it's week eight, but still, complete. You know, everybody was playing. There were some games that had a lot of meaning to them, and um, you know, were uh, you know, teams had to, were in must-win situations. Um, but yeah, this uh, this is a, a week where you know the way prop bets in on the Super Bowl have grown. And again, we'll talk more about it next week. But dependent on on the location, you know, props. Uh, at least forty percent of the Super Bowl handle now. I mean, in some places, in north of fifty percent. I know. Mm-hmm. I know operations that have the, you know their props are sixty percent of the of what they do. Five years ago, if I had said to you, "All right, Vinnie, you think
2: you think Super Bowl props will ever?" get to the point where it will flirt with being more than the game itself. You would have said.
1: Uh, no, I would have said that 10 years ago. I would have said there's no, you know, I can't, I can't imagine. It. But you know what? The way the, the industry has trended. Again, and I go back to when, you know, the when uh Super Bowl twenty with the fridge, that mm-hmm. was the one that really set the stage. But even in that game. But was that Jimmy who put that out? It was, I, I thought it, it might have been, uh, Jimmy put it up at the Barbary Coast. I think Art Terrace had it up at uh, the uh, the Hilton at the top, which is now the Westgate. So Jimmy, if, a- if
2: I'm if I'm retelling the story correctly, so Jimmy said, so this is Super Bowl twenty, it's the Bears and the Patriots. Right. And for those who don't remember or weren't or were too young enough to remember that game, the Bears, the greatest, you know, the Bears' greatest defense ever. Yeah. But, but Mike Ditka on offense mm-hmm. used to do this thing during the year when yeah. we take the rookie William the Refrigerator Perry at yeah. of Clemson, I believe. Did he go to Clemson? I believe he did. I think did. And then instead of, you know, and he would put him in the backfield, yeah. and they would sometimes he would block, but mm-hmm. sometimes they would hand him the football and he would score because yeah. he was a refrigerator, for God's sakes. Yeah. So then in the Super Bowl, right, oh. they're just rolling the Patriots. Uh huh. There well, was the prop. Jimmy put up the prop, or somebody put up the prop. Maybe it was. It was. It was several, I mean, it was, it was uh, forty to one.
1: Oh, at least I think it was fifty. Even I think it was higher. in and a lot of places. And it in, got in, bet in, down all the way to single digits. Oh my God! It was about you know it was less than five to one by a kickoff. I can tell you that first of all, there was a pretty good running back on that Bears team. You might have heard. Well, so of. this
2: is the sad part of the story, <laughs>
1: right? So that yep.
2: so so Ditka does give the ball to Perry, and he right. does score in the Super Bowl. Right. Um. And Walter Walter Payton's sweetness right doesn't after a glory career, a glorified career right the most yep. glorious career of any uh, running yeah. back ever to that point even better than you know OJ or Jim Brown or whatever doesn't get his Super Bowl that's touchdown right. and Ditka says that's his, like his biggest regret
1: you know Ditka said that and um, Mike Ditka was on My Guys in the Desert one day with Brent Musburger and, I, and he 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 brings it up he he says that he goes I, I really regret the the fact that uh, you know not you know anything uh, about the game except the fact that I uh, didn't give the the ball to, to Peyton on the goal line and so, but by the way, in terms of the fridge prop, uh, we're still paying that uh, <laughs> that, that prop uh, here today. But to I tell just... you, I had
2: an, I had an Uber driver by the way, an Uber <laughs> driver when before I you know when I was driving when I was uh, taking Ubers around town, there was a guy who. Uh, I don't know why he started in on it, but he goes, he goes. You know that prop back in the day on uh, William Refrigerator Perry? <laughs> I go, yeah. He goes, I had it forty to one. I was like, oh, that's great. Okay, I was like, stop talking to me. And then uh, he kept going. He goes, hey, you know what else I had? I had UMBC money line against Virginia. I'm like, okay, buddy. Okay. What else? What else you All got right. here? You, you, he goes, but like, the biggest moments in gambling history. Yeah, of course, going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, But that started all of this. But
1: that really had had props. So the following year, I want to say, Gil, we had probably in – which which was uh, Super Bowl 21 was the Giants-Broncos. And I want to say we had about a dozen ways to bet the game, which was like, wow, look at what we're doing now. Twelve different ways. And and then it just kept going from there. And and every year uh, it it just – you know, I remember we put, when the first time we put up a player to score the game's first touchdown, Bernard Goldberg, uh, at the time, he might have been with CBS. And uh, he came out with a crew, and they were doing, and this was uh, probably a couple of years after that. You know, and by then, maybe we had a, a couple of dozen ways. And they were fascinated with how many ways we'd, we were doing these things. And uh, it just continued to grow. The, the so, year
2: the year after the Giants one, where you had a dozen props. The next year, did you have Washington to score thirty four and a half points no, in the second quarter no, over uh, under? Did you have that
1: <laughs> with Doug Williams? Uh, I I think that the greatest um, quarter. There ever but so was. now to to get back to your, so so here we are with conference championship day, and we've got a lot of props. I mean, we've got a sheet, you know, uh, two sheet, you know, two sided sheets. Uh, for each game, you've got uh, various point spread props, index props, things like that.
2: Um, what I would so, refer to, and not, yeah. not disparagingly, mm-hmm. but what I would refer to, just to sort of distinguish it from the more exotic props, as the more boilerplate ones, right? So rushing, receiving,
3: yeah,
1: be, margins. But here's the thing, too, about props. You you want to know your, your, your clientele. You want to know your operation, too. I mean... You know, it's very easy – let's get to the Super Bowl just for a sec. I mean, like if some places are going to put up, I don't know, 500 props, right? Mm-hmm. But if, if you're not going to do any business or, you know, next to nothing on 100 of them, you know, let's focus on what we're going to – you know, you do – so you try to do different ones every year if you can add to them. Uh, the boiler plate ones uh, are, are popular. People like them. You sure. do uh, – you know the you, you get business from uh, professional betters as well as the casual fans and things like that. So, um, how much yeah, do you take, a-
2: How much do you take on these before you send them to the back of the line?
1: You know, you, if you want a couple mean. of thousand. I mean, you know, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, at, the, okay. at this point, you know, you're going to get a, a fair bet. But again, ask. I mean, if you, you know, because we might need something more on on a particular side.
2: Ask. That's good advice. If people don't know to do that.
1: A lot of people don't. They just, yeah. You know, yeah you, we, what do you? And you say, "What are you looking for?" You know. And, it's,
2: it's <laughs> you're not it's, banned, what are you looking for? Wow. That kind of yeah, thing. We got a so how many how many total for championship weekend real quick? We've
1: probably. got a, a sheet, you know, two-sided uh, okay. uh, legal size sheets uh, for it. And then of course we got the games themselves with the uh, the very. and uh in the next segment we could talk about the look ahead Super Bowl numbers. Let's do that.
2: Vinny that? Maliulo, slow jamming with Vinny, numbers game visa the sports betting network.
6: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano
2: on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: It
4: hey, wasn't my day. <laughs> Bill Alexander on v the sports
3: betting network.
2: BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Simply place a $10 Moneyline wager on any game, and if either team hits a three-pointer, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Plus, you'll earn M-Life rewards that can be redeemed for rooms and dining at any MGM resort. BetMGM, proud to be an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code visa 200 to win $200 in free bets if a three-pointer is made in the game you wager on. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject, qualification, and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Skill Alexander, Vinny Maolio. <laughs> Usually it's Maliolo, but uh, your mishpucha, Chrissy Andrews, has mispronounced your name for 40 years, so... He'll figure it out one of these he, days. He'll get it. He'll,
1: he's, you, he spelled it right in his book, which yeah, was well, nice. <laughs> that's good.
2: Have you read the new one? I'm, I'm yes. saving the new book for vacation.
1: Uh, it's Read it. It's good. Yeah. You'll,
2: he, yeah. Said, he said that Roxy and someone else, maybe Salerno, he said. he said the old school guys liked this book better than the other one.
1: Well, because, I could yeah because I, it's
2: like more of an operational thing,
1: day to day. Well, it's different. Yeah, it's a it's almost it's a diary. Yeah. Uh, uh, during you know obviously during the uh, the COVID year and the reason and I could see that I, I enjoy I enjoy both of the books uh, but I could see and there's aspects of this one I like better because it puts the reader in our shoes behind the counter under the circumstances of, of what to deal with and 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 it's literally a journal of, uh, of what, what... During what COVID. Yeah, and, and of course, and, and he Chris, he Chris had it. Yeah. And, you know, he, he tested positive when, when he did, and what was... what You know, that was that element uh, wow. as well, yeah.
2: He didn't intend to write that book, but that's what came out. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, uh, so, it's good. You'll enjoy it. Good. The, the follow-up to Then One Day called Then One Year. Yeah. Then One Year, by the way, the title mm-hmm. first suggested by... Producer number seven, Jason Kahn. Jason Kahn, that's right. Shout out Jason Kahn. Right. Yeah. He goes, call up then one day. (laughs) He was like really adamant about it. (laughs) Um, He was, uh, it's a good call. Uh, Okay, so you just said something off air, which is interesting to me. Yeah. Which is, you were saying that if the Buffalo Bills Mm -hmm. had beaten the Chiefs, Outright in right. that final game, and oh by the way, Vinny, they were <laughs> with, up with 13 seconds left.
1: And with 13 seconds left, we're saying, okay, get the uh, get the uh, Bengals uh, Bills. Uh, you know, it's getting ready. You know, ready to go, which probably would have been about the same number. But anyway, we're saying that you know, you're thinking that's going to be the matchup. Right? But you're saying if the Bills won yeah. that
2: game, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it would have been the South Point's biggest payout I, to betters in the playoffs ever.
1: I would say what I said. What I think it would have been. One of, if not the the largest, uh, playoff payout because because of the fact that there were significant a no, significant number of parlays of moneyline dog parlays, four team dog parlays. Oh. So so you, you you're going through. Each game, and you're oh, man. You, we we do what ifs, right? You're typing right. in scores and, and various scores, and you know you're 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 looking at you know favorite to the over, favorite to the under, et cetera, all all the scenarios, right? And Saturday was was a good day, it, you know, on paper because it, you know, we we had a, we had a good day, and you're look but you're looking at it and you're saying, well, you know, there's you know these dogs came in, and you know they're in a lot of parlays. Well, it they kept rolling over. To, it was a little deceiving on Saturday because then, of course, the first game on Sunday, same thing, right? Dog comes comes and wins. Now we're looking, and you go in, and here we are, half hour before the Bills game uh, kicks off with the with the Chiefs. We start typing in, you know, more score. Yeah, you're looking, and now you're breaking down. You go in, and you break down tickets, and you're saying, "Oh my goodness, look at look at this! Everything from twenty to 2,000. <laughs> There's all these, there's all these, all these dogs are in, and they're, and you know, it, a lot of folks said, ah, you know what? Why not? We're gonna we're gonna bet the the, the what's, toothpick what's, for the lumberyard what's mentality.
2: A, what's a lot of folks? Give me an estimate that had the four team dog parlays.
1: I would say what percentage? I'm gonna say of of all the tickets, you could make a 25 percent of tickets, uh, of of parlay tickets. Of parlay tickets were, tickets were, were a dog. 4 team dog wow. parlors. Now, that's a lot. It's not it's 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 a lot, but it adds up, right? Because well, of course. Of and I think I think it I think it was about a 30 to 30 35 to 1
2: payout. Oh yeah, no, that, yeah. that would have been significant. Yeah. So, the the story I like to tell and I always say like, you know, long after I'm gone from here, like what will I remember? What memories will I have most vivid in all these years at, at VEASAN? One of one of them is One of them is the the first Super Bowl betcast we had, and in those days, I only did half of the Super Bowl. You did the first half. I did the
1: first half, and then you came back. And then I was
2: like, "Well, what am I going to do? The second half? I can't go home. I'm going to miss the game. Hang with us. Don't go hang with Chrissy and Vinny back there (laughs) in in the in the in the uh, office where you guys have screens and it's quiet. But so uh, you guys have the ability to check on certain outcomes. So it's 28 to three, right? That's the game where the Falcons Mm -hmm. are are crushing the Patriots 28 to three and the Patriots score a touchdown. (laughs) And then did Goskowski miss an extra point? He misses an extra point. Mm -hmm. So it's 28 to nine. Right. And so Chrissy just randomly goes to check What's our liability if the Patriots land on nine?
1: One of the index props is exactly how many points each right. team is going to score in the game, right?
2: Correct. Mm-hmm. And nine. Remember, there were no like, fran- no, it wasn't like two point conversions weren't like in a frenzy back then. Mm-hmm. So nine was a very odd kind of number, not literally, but also figuratively. Right. And so, <laughs> Chrissy looks, and the liability on nine <laughs> is six figures. Yeah, and six figures makes a dent, right? Like six figures is bad. And I think we're far enough away. The The person who had the six, do you remember who the person was? Am I allowed to say who it was? Uh, Rufus. So Rufus had in his algorithms, he's like, oh, yeah. Patriots nine. I'm showing value if they end up on nine. <laughs> so Rufus was going to make six figures. Right. Now, you have to understand that the Patriots were only stuck on nine. They end up winning the game in overtime. Right. They were only stuck on nine for maybe 15 minutes of real time.
1: Felt like 15 months. But you
2: guys were like <laughs> – you guys were dying for those fifteen minutes. Just,
1: and we're sitting and and I'm, sort of,
2: I'm sort of sitting there, like, uh, I guess I shouldn't be happy about anything until this gets off nine. You had, didn't you? Have the Patriots by three and a half? I had the Patriot. I had the Patriot. That was the luckiest win ever, right? I had the Patriots uh, winning every which way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, And and you had, yeah, you had the, uh, never in doubt. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Never in doubt. It was,
1: uh, it was, it was pretty, yeah, it was just like I had it. By the way, Rufus was in last week. It was good to see him. We got to catch up and uh, chat a little bit. Oh yeah. Rufus has been on the Megapod. He's been on this show. No, it was so uh, great to catch up with Rufus. He uh, um, has, has terrific insight, good opinions and things, but, there's those because and then was You
2: always it, learn this is what Roxy says about yeah. Rufus. You always learn something when you hang out yeah. with Rufus. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. It's 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 a great uh it's it's good conversation and uh yeah, you always want to come away with something from mm-hmm. it. So um but then there was the when the Rams was it, so the two years later, when the Rams scored three points. Yes. We had a better I was back there too for that. Yeah. Yeah. Paid uh a hundred he won hundred thousand on, on that. On three. On th- exactly three. I mean you are sitting there looking and you're going like nah, I can't you'll, ha- you'll How about last year with the Chiefs? Exactly nine. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, what did the nine pay on the I'm Chiefs? I remember Good Lord. That was another uh so you, you, you'll that was have about hundred to one or so. You'll have that this year for the Super Bowl too. Yeah, but each you, team to score the exact number of points. But you won't have that for Championship Week, just for the Super Bowl. I don't think. No, we didn't. Uh, yeah. Did we put? No, we didn't put it up for the. Uh, we have it. Um, each team to margin of victory. So they'll they'll be. Uh, you know, for instance, the Chiefs uh, if they win from uh, a one to three, seven to one, things like that.
2: So, before, so index like that before margin the margin of
1: victory props
2: before the break, you said you wanted to, to talk about something here after.
1: Oh yeah. We do have uh, the look aheads for the Super Bowl, Gil. Uh, so the, the possible matchups and what they are now. So you can bet these now. And of course, you know, the second game tomorrow, uh, the Rams Niners game will impact, uh, you know, what's going to, what we're going to post, but you can bet uh, the Rams versus the chiefs. Chiefs are one and a half. Chiefs are three over the 49ers. The Rams are three against the Bengals. And the Niners are one and a half over the Bengals right now. So you can bet if you think you've got it nailed as to who's going to the Super Bowl, who's going to win tomorrow, and what that number is going to be. I don't believe those will be the lines after Sunday. Probably not. Yeah. But, you know. That's how it usually works. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know because what's fresh in everybody's mind and what happens tomorrow and how teams come out of it and things like that. But, you know, it's uh, projected now. And if you, you know. So, hmm. or so inclined, it's there for your. What did, what subject. ends up being, as we leave here,
2: what ends up being like your most surprisingly bet prop for a Super Bowl?
1: Not surprising. I mean, player to score the game's first touchdown. People love that. They love it. It's, it's, it's become an absolute staple. We
2: do it on primetime action mm-hmm. every, every primetime yeah. game.
1: We do it, yeah. And uh, the other ones, uh, pro bettors like yourself in that first uh, game we were talking about. Uh, look for in for uh, various point spread props. Yeah. Other than the game itself. Got it. Mm-hmm. Vinny always appreciated, man. Good stuff, Gil. Have a, have a great weekend, everybody. You too, Vinny Maliulo, slow jamming
2: with Vinny. Uh, enjoy Lombardi Line next. Good luck with all your bets this weekend for Vison,
5: the Sports Betting Network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.